Hello and welcome to the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. I'm your host, Aaron Powell. For this episode, we'll be listening to the 1973 release on Musical Heritage Society label called Elizabethan Guitar Music. The guitarist is Beth Zach. This is going to be an interesting record because although you may be aware of some of the composers on the pieces, these are pieces that, that largely I was not familiar with. There are about three on the entire record that I knew uh, coming into it. So some great listening for you. Sit back and enjoy. We'll be right back. And we're back on the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. I really enjoy this recording and I'm glad that I decided to share it with you all on this episode. One of the interesting things that draws me into looking at a record jacket is sometimes what's there and what's what's not there, of course. With this, you'll take a look on the uh, cover art that I that I post on each and every episode. You'll see the record jacket in its entirety, and you see a very curious sort of lithograph or, or etching. As you look a little bit further, uh, it shows uh, a number and, and uh, you know, some, some Italian writing, Cittorino Duerfo. And uh, anyway, it made me sort of harken back to one of the books that I was studying on when I was a student, and it was a an old an old book called Classical Guitar Duets, and interspersed oh about every seven or eight pages or seven or eight pieces, I suppose. There were these little these little engravings on here, and I always always was fascinated with it. And I thought, well, that's that's just really cool to look at. That's what sort of jogged my memory, and I thought, hey, I've seen these before, and so just started to do a little bit of looking along with some of the typical research I do for these episodes. And it's by a Flemish Baroque artist by the name of Arnold van Westerhout. And these were a series of engravings that he did in 1723. And they're just, they're just fascinating. So if you like looking at, at sort of Baroque art or art that involves guitar and fretted instruments of the like, because certainly these are not instruments that we play today, uh, all of them. And so anyway, but they're, they're very curious and they're very cool just to a slight aside I thought I might share with the audience on this. The other thing that's sort of not there with this record jacket is the fact that it's one of these black and white um, Musical Heritage Society uh, record label things. And I've done a couple other of these uh, where, I, where I've seen them. One I've got, and um, there, there's, there's one of a bunch of Villa Lobos etudes that's almost unlistenable. Uh, so so as, I, as I get better and better with the cleaning of these, the sort of the surgical cleaning of these records, uh, maybe someday I'll be able to get that playable and listenable. Uh, but in any case, we'll sort of have to wait. It has sort of fascinated me. What What is the Musical Heritage Society? And so, hey, I went and looked that up as well. So the Musical Heritage Society, uh, as, as I could figure out from just a couple of quick uh, internet search things here, was, was a record label formed in 1962 in New York. And basically what I could sort of equate this to is is in in my day there was such a thing as a, a cd or a cassette club uh that you would belong to and this was sort of the same idea although the description that i found in the reading was that it was like a book club and so what one would do is you would subscribe to the club and then they would send you a catalog of other titles that they had in their in their in their catalog and then you could you could order different titles on that and from from what i gather that's what the Musical Heritage Society was, and then it, it took a couple of changes and and has sort of morphed into, and they 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 are the original the original group is still sort of together. It's under a different name now, and they have they have evolved into the digital uh, in digital music listening. So just sort of fascinating. But in any case, one of the one of the neat things with the medium of the LP is that there is this massive area for art and record art and that sort of thing and you know the cover it's sort of a lot to do with it now on the classical side it's usually pretty you know it's it's pretty it's it, it's uh it's usually a picture of the artist or, or fine art or something like that and in this case we do have some fine art but it's it's black and white it looks like it looks like sort of a generic food label you know one of, something that would just say saltines on it or something like that but inside we've got a really really uh, I think a wonderful recording by a guitarist that that I had had not heard of before doing this episode, before listening to this record several times. So, Betho Davezak, and so Betho Davezak was somebody who I'm just reading right off the back of the record jacket here. He was born in Uruguay in 1938. He studied the guitar with his father and harmony and counterpoint with Guido Santorsolo. 
and later joined the master classes given by Andres Segovia in Santiago de Campostela, Spain, and Al Rio Diaz in Alessandra, Italy. And so, in any case, he's got quite a pedigree. Was noticed by two, uh, you know, giants. Of course, Diaz not being quite well as known as the uh, Andres Segovia. But if you've played guitar for any amount of time, certainly you've come across the name of Al Rio Diaz. Uh, he was certainly a guitar player in the Segovia camp and, and that sort of thing. So in any case, let's get away uh, to side one here. We have an entire side devoted to the music of John Dowland. And so I'll just read you uh, the titles that you're going to hear. John Dowland, of course, lived from 1563 to 1626. And so we have this this sort of Renaissance gold here, you know, uh, played on the guitar. This music certainly would not have been played on a guitar. Uh, it would have been played on a lute, but these are transcriptions, of course. And so here are the pieces in the order that we hear them. Tarleton's Resurrection, Earl of Essex Galliard, Mrs. Vos Gig, Melancholy Galliard, Sir John Smith's Almain, Farewell Fancy, Queen Elizabeth's Galliard, Earl of Derby's Galliard, and we close with the fantasy. Uh, as I mentioned, I know about three of these from, from my studies. Uh, these are certainly not the, the, the most well-known of the Dowland works, but in any case, there's a couple of treasures in there. I think that the guitarist's tone on this is, is really nice. He's got a great feel and a great sound, and so I invite you to enjoy side one of Elizabethan guitar music released in 1973 on the Musical Heritage Society label. Enjoy! Thank you. 
And we're back on the Classical Guitar LPs podcast. I hope you enjoyed that first side of John Dowland music. Uh, a lot of those pieces maybe are the first time that you've heard them. I know I've, I've read about some of these titles, but uh, to actually listen to these transcriptions is pretty much the first time for about half of the repertoire on the first uh, side. So I hope you enjoyed that, uh, those selections. As we continue with side two, we've got music of Francis Cutting. We have an Almain and a Walsingham. Uh, then we have a composer I've never heard of before. His name is Barrick Bullman, and that's a Pavan. So lovely little piece. Then we have Robert Johnson, not to be confused with the person who went down to the crossroads, of course, but this is the Robert Johnson, the lutenist from 1583 to 1633. There are three little pieces here, Carmen's Whistle and then two Almains. Almain is a dance. Uh, then we have Thomas Morley, 1557 to 1603, a Pavan by Thomas Morley. And we close out this album with uh, another composer that I've not heard of before today uh, named Daniel Batchelor, and this is Monsieur's Almain. So my sort of read on this whole record is is there's probably a reason as to why these pieces are, are not, you know, as well known as some other of the treasures of the Renaissance that we're used to hearing. And, you know, are they as good? No, but, but they are, it is, it is good music. And I, uh, it's enjoyable to hear, uh, the, the counterpoint and the interplay between, uh, you know, this, this, this style. And I think the performance is done very, very well by Bethel Davezak. And, and I'm looking forward to, uh, finding perhaps more recordings of this guitarist, as I looked online, I only found about three albums that he ever recorded, so I may not have um, very good luck with that. But in any case, I think this is a good record. It, it's fun. I, I really have always enjoyed uh, music of this era um, quite a bit, ever since I was exposed to it. I was exposed to it pretty early uh, from my first guitar instructor, uh, where where we did quite a bit of, of Renaissance uh, and uh, early music uh, transcriptions uh, for lute on guitar. So in any case, this is it. This is side two of Elizabethan guitar music, MHS 1950 from 1973. Enjoy. Thanks for listening. Uh, make sure to reach out to us on the socials. If you're liking what you're hearing, you can always reach out at anchor.fm slash guitar. My Instagram account is instagram.com slash guitar. You can also reach me at Facebook or at my absolute website, which is powellguitar.com. So happy listening, enjoy, and we'll see you for the next episode.
Thank you.